First of all, that's a lot of aggression towards our guests. Welcome to another finely blended edition of Cream Puff, the podcast. Podcast. I'm, of course, your dashing host. Dashing. Dan. Dashing Dan. Dashing Dan. And how are you, Gabe? I am your Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lady at the Dep that, uh, an old Asian lady who was like, I brought my dog on my shoulder. And she was like, oh, he cute like a Pokemon. And like, you could say I'm racist or whatever, but okay. she said that. I mean, it's it good to start off the podcast on, yes. a, on, Defending a, yourself. on a mildly racist <laughs> note. <laughs> it's not. If anything, she's racist. Okay, he's, Mexi- well, he's Mexican, first of all. By the way, it's Mika true. from episode six is wondering right now, like, like who's this third person? Oh, it's true. That yes. he's hearing. So and, uh, we do have a guest. We, we have a guest. We have a wonderful guest. Um, you say that about all our guests. No, but this, this, time, particularly... this time I mean it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this time I mean it. <laughs> no offense to your girlfriend. I thought you were going to say... He's been on the podcast a couple of times. I thought you were going to say he's particularly wonderful. Um, we have uh, on the golden mic... Von DeMarco. We've yes. been harassing him to come for yes. months now. <laughs> he is a very interesting guy here working in Montreal in the field of AI. It's true. AI technology, which I love how you Montreal you, is. Uh, you never have information about our guest, but you still try to do a proper intro. <laughs> and I just gave up. I just gave up. I'm just like, here he is. You I can, mean, you, you kept can introduce- asking, like, no, no, no. <laughs> we have a guest. So. I want him to introduce himself. I want him to. Be, I want him to be as awkward as possible. Oh as no, possible. I didn't. I didn't come. Uh, I didn't sign up for that. How no, can he be awkward? <laughs> Look at the cherry sitting in. Look at the golden mic. Yeah, um, he's the king true. of this podcast already. He's like a prize that we were running after for podcast uh, podcast nights for months. I was and, playing hard to get. And did you win? No, no, because you're no. here. Here I am. You lost hard to get. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to play hard to get. We're very happy. <laughs> I tried to have you here, but now you're stuck with us, mm-hmm. and you have to do this episode, who just started, and uh, <laughs> it will be called uh, Von Di Marco. Special Good. episode. Good. Golden Mike Boy. Great. Golden Boy. Golden. Even yeah, better. Oh, Golden Boy. I Even like better. It. I love it. Yeah. But uh, how would you describe yourself? Like, what do you do, Vaughn? Um, I mean, I would throw the word entrepreneur in there. I would throw the word world domination because before, and these are two words. Supreme leader. <laughs> Supreme leader. Not <laughs> Lord, yet. Lord commander. Lord Not commander. yet. But you're looking for. You're looking for. He, he's never watched. Of uh, course. Game Final, of Thrones. So. No. But Final Space, yes. What's Lord Commander from? You know, actually, I don't know. I, I'm it's not from sh- a lot of things. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. They have Final Space as a Lord Commander. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. And yet, and yet we share the joke. That's true. Isn't it great? <laughs> yes. See? See how connected There's got to be a time for that. Like, <laughs> one guy's joking about one thing. The other gets it from another thing. I, I was got to invent a word for that. I was on this date where <laughs> this girl was talking about the show... 
Making a Murderer. There's a show called Making a Murderer, mm. and there's another show called How to Make a Murderer. Really? Or Getting Away with Murder. Oh. And there's another one called Making a Murderer. Anyways, she was talking about one. I was talking about the other. But for 20 minutes, we're like, but things are crazy. The justice system. We're just talking like big lines and we're not realizing we're not talking about the same show. <laughs> so making a murder and how do you get away with murder? I bet the Germans have a great word for this. Probably. They have yeah. a word for everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm not doing a Double racist uh, fake word this week. So entrepreneur. What else? Yeah. No, more like, um, you know, I've tried tried a number of times to take the entrepreneur uh, path, you know? Okay. I haven't quite earned the title yet, though. I mean, if you've tried, you're definitely yeah, an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, okay, you can uh, say that. Uh, have you given up on no, being an no, entrepreneur? No, no, no. you no, haven't. No, no, so, That's right. So you're still an entrepreneur. There we go, okay. Yeah. But aside from entrepreneurship. Yeah, investor. Investor? I'm an investor, that's yeah. true. I earned that title recently. It's about nice. six months ago, maybe a little the bit The day you bought that. me lunch. You were a big investor in my heart and in my life. And forever That's will you true. get repaid in Satoshi's. <laughs> no, I wish. Please, please continue. Uh, AI investor. That's oh. my specialty. AI investor. Yeah. Trying to turn Montreal into the, uh, well, Quebec, I guess, into AI. the international hub. For AI. For AI. For Andrea Which Inberg. already it's becoming well-known for. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, it's already being well-known for the research quality and research exactly. capabilities. Now it's about what do we do? Where? What's next? There's a big team at uh, Université de Montréal, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, Yes, and it's research. growing bigger and bigger every year. It seems like it's uh, going to spin out its own university yeah. or something <laughs> soon. They have their own building, the Mila. And we, we used to share the building with them, but they got too big. No way. Yeah. Okay. And now they had, we had to build our own building. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good problems to have. <laughs> so they just finished it, actually, and we'll be moving in next week. Wonderful. Yeah. So I'll be back uh, I'll be back in the neighborhood, in the Mile X. Oh, in the Mile X. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we still haven't had lunch. I know. That's, well, <laughs> now I'm back. Okay. Yeah. So it's we got to do it. It's a date. Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about you guys? When do you uh, move in when officially? In the AI department? What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm giving out money, okay? So if you guys, if you guys want to get into AI, explain, explain. Give me I an mean, idea. Hit me with what the you, project. What do you? What do you? What oh, do you, well, you want you want money? more context? Okay. Uh, yes. I, I mean, for for 27 listeners. Yeah, for the people at home. They need to know. Right, right. Because okay. they want. You're gonna get phone calls. They're gonna be like, Demarco, <laughs> like, I heard you on the podcast. First of all. If you do a great job, you might get praised. If not, you might get death threats. Like right. this is how yeah. popular this thing is. Right. It's very right. serious. Yeah. Also, be like, ready for the cream puff. Yeah. Bump. Army. Like, yeah. No, for the bump. The, like, the bump. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. And don't travel like for a month after because you might be like, "Hey, Vaughn, Vaughn, how how is Gabriel from the cream puff? You know, like you're gonna get all these <laughs> at the airport and all that. Don't do it. Okay. Just you know, yeah. focus on yourself. The Gabe gals. Keep going. Uh, the Gabe gals. <laughs> GGs. The Gabers. The GGCs. <laughs> the GGCGs. <laughs> The Gabriel Jardina wow. Cohen girls. Oh my God. Like I didn't sound... Uh, I think that's the first time you said your full name on the, the podcast. <laughs> Who's, what are you talking about? I'm just... Anonymity has been ruined. The GGCGs. Yeah. The GGCWs. Because they're women. Right? Of course. I think... Uh, yeah. That's a new that's a new website starting. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about starting websites. I think that's a good one. No. Okay. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I always, this, this is a thing I do all, also is like, 
one step forward, three steps back on the podcast. Oh, I see. But this is how my brain works. So I've only right? listened to half of one. Which one? Um, the poop nugget. Oh the poop yes. Nugget episode. Yeah. Did you get to the story of the poop nugget? Uh, we yeah we did oh, we did. Poop. I'm oh, sorry. You listened with uh, with Leia. I did. Yeah, we listened. We went. We heard. We saw. We, we conquered. conquered. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And half was enough for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he still you know, showed up. I must say, I must say, Mika did a tremendous job on that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mika's not on every episode. He, he's not. Uh, but when he he's is. there, he's noted. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's noted. He's duly noted. <laughs> wow. But in a way, he's never grown beyond episode six. So no, episode six, he'll never match that status of Mikaism. Unless he comes back and takes off his shirt, then we don't know what can happen. <laughs> That's for the video podcast. When I you guys start the video podcast. I remember the day, the day when they came into uh, the mainstream. The video podcast? Oh, video podcast? Who was, who was your first video podcast? We were talking about this yeah. before we started recording. I mean, definitely. Uh, it pro- pro- has Joe Rogan always done video podcasts? Bef- yes, because before he had a proper podcast, he was on something called Justin TV. No. <laughs> he was on Justin TV. He was T- a Justin TV Before having his podcast, that's what he was With doing. With Justin Kahn. I don't know. Of, of Justin TV, fame yeah. and fortune, named yeah. after Justin Kahn. Fair. This is where you know how he got started, right? No, but this is where he decided to livecast his life, yeah, twenty four seven. That's yeah. how Justin TV got started. What a genius! And then they spun it out into. Did he make money? Twitch. They turned it yeah. into Twitch, and then they sold it to Amazon for a billion dollars. What is a Twitch? Twitch is for uh, live streaming of video games. Oh. They built the platform for that, and then Amazon wanted it. Oh, yeah. So you walked in here, you looked at our setup, you said, You're beautiful people, why aren't you on a video cast? And we said, Because it would require two more steps. And it took us two years to do the first two steps of the podcast, <laughs> which is get microphones working and headphones working. True. Really, I think we, we put all the effort in the first episode, right? We created a logo, we built the website, we, we did everything that first night, and then after that, we just coasted. Mm. So, uh, mm. so now it's uh, my goal is episode 50. Once, yeah. what once are we I'm, at? What's the number? This is 26 or 27. 27, depending on how you count. <laughs> depending on how you count. Oh, we're definitely at 30, but we're definitely at no, we're definitely at 30. You have some backlog. There, is, there are some uh, ghost episodes that we just need to find, basically. We don't know where they are. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but uh, this won't be a ghost episode. Good. I promise you. Good. I promise you won't be ghosted on our podcast. Okay, thank you. Uh, Meister Schmidt, we met about a year and a half ago, two years ago. In the range, in that range. Uh, when we met, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, me. You told me you were a computer guy. Uh huh. Literally, literally like that. You're like, oh yeah. I'm a computer guy, and then I was like, what do you mean? And then you were like, I know about computers, and now you're talking to me about Twitch. I would like to know more about your computer upbringing. Computer upbringing. Yes. How did I get my start? How, is that, what, is that where you want to go? How did you this? end up in well, this industry? You know what? Mm. Let's let's go way back. Way how back. How did you how did you end up in Montreal? Like, mm. what's your what's your background? Right, right. Okay, all right. So Montreal. All right. So I was I was just <laughs> I was just about uh, I was deciding where to go after university, and what did you study? I studied engineering, mechanical engineering. Really? Yeah. 
it was a hard choice between uh, the different uh, disciplines. So nothing to do with the zeros and ones. Well, I almost went into the zeros and ones in and then, engineering, but then I decided that uh, I didn't want to. What is that? Zeros and ones engineering? 101? Computer engineering or electrical engineering. Okay. I, you know, honestly, I thought the program at my school wasn't, uh, didn't like it enough. <laughs> like I thought I, don't, I, I like the mechanical discipline more than the computer and, and electrical discipline but the reason was they allowed us to go through the first year in a general like you didn't have to pick right. so mm -hmm. I was able to like, where did you study? Queens Queens halfway nice. between Montreal and Toronto in, this, in the fine city of Kingston, Ontario prison capital of Ontario <laughs> why Why is that uh, why do you know that know. they just lock the people up there there's really? lots of prisons yeah. Yeah. Queens no no not at Queens at, at, in Kingston Kingston Kingston, yeah. Kingston Ontario Kings of Queens yeah Kingston of Queens yeah <laughs> <laughs> so confused today so <laughs> yeah yeah so you finished uh, university and then okay so I had um, I had joined a I guess it was my first official startup. Um, it was called Givingly. And I had basically joined a, an ex, like an incubator that my school was running in, my last, uh, in the last sort of year um, that I was there. And through that, uh, that brought me to Montreal to attend a conference called Startup Festival. Yeah. Did yeah. you have like, yeah. it was yeah. like party people? Uh, kind of. It's a I festival. Mean, it's, it's a, a good fe conference. It's a festival, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's not a conference. It's a festival. That's yeah. the whole point of it is to sort of bring the Montreal feel to uh, to these kinds the of events. Yeah, we're like, Montreal has a lot of festivals. We have the tech. That's Let's right. bring the tech to well, Montreal. And it's all outdoors, right? And so there's tents and stuff. So it's, it made computer people go outdoors? Yeah. Was that a success? In the sun, in the summer. Shit. Can you believe it? And you went. I went. And you were wearing a tie-dye shirt and had orange glasses. That's, that's was pretty much was it. was on LSD and was like, man, I'm looking to invest, man. <laughs> <laughs> and here you are. And now he's a corporate suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, yeah. Okay, keep, keep going. We, I like the story. Well, basically, I, I uh, came and I got some exposure to Montreal as a city and the, most importantly, the, the tech sort of side mm -hmm. of the city. And the, the poutine side as well. And that side as well. And the, it was, it's in the old port. It was every day I would get on a Bixie bike. I would yeah. ride myself down there, mm -hmm. right along the canal. I thought to myself, what a beautiful city. I could see myself being here. And it's here. cheaper than Toronto. And it's and it's cheaper than Toronto. And then higher, better quality of life, lower cost of living. What's not to What's not to love? Yeah. And then winter. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the smart thing about that conference is that it's not in the winter. <laughs> smart, very smart. Yeah. So then um, the startup didn't last much longer than that conference, and um, I had met a few people in in Montreal here um, at a company oh. called Tandem Launch. Okay. And they had uh, a really interesting company. They they were what do they do? Basically, they bring they they work with researchers mm -hmm. in university and they build companies around them. Okay. So cool. they give them a bit of money. They give them the resources, which is what you do now. And they spin out <laughs> minus the university side. Yes. Yeah. You just get you just okay. We'll get yeah. there. We'll It's get a, there. it is a fund technically. They raised a bunch of money and then now they have the money to invest into university research, specifically in the consumer electronics. They raise a lot of funds. Yeah. They're a fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They're, they're the model is a, they're a startup studio. That's what they call themselves. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice term for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's unique. It's kind of unique. There's not too many of those out there. No. no. Okay. They're not really a VC like a fund that just invests. They're not really startup because like there's they have the money already okay. they're sort of in between you know mm. 
Cool. Yeah. So what was your, your startup? With, uh, the oh, first one? Yeah, the first one. The first painful attempt at uh, getting going? It's always painful. Yeah. yeah. It's like birthing a child. <coughs> well, my first... Um, the, the w- <laughs> I guess the first official attempt... I mean, you know, back in the day, I had the, the lawn cutting business, but that's not a startup, right? That's your first startup. That your doesn't count as a stand. startup, yeah, does it? It does. Does lemonade. it? I, I disagree with this whole culture of Silicon Valley that took over the word startup. Right. And yeah. like no other business is worthy of, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> True. Look, when my brother was in, uh, I don't know how old, he was about 12 years old. He brought candies to school. No, because it's different with the rest of Canada, and you're gonna we're gonna confuse each other. Yeah. Okay. He was about ten, eleven years old. He brought candies to school, and he was our neighbor had a candy store, and he was giving us candies every night, and we, he would bring them to school and sell them. Wow. Now the principal called my parents and said my brother was doing candy trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> Those words were used. Okay. Candy trafficking. Wow. And my brother looked at them and was like, "I gotta, you know, I gotta hustle somewhere." Yeah. Like, and yeah. they were like, okay, but not at school. <laughs> you can't hustle other kids for candy and gum. Don't do it. So, yeah, so... Yeah, okay, so it counts. Okay, so the first one, the you know, a couple years as uh, running the lawnmower business, and then when it was... Uh, Wait, you weren't like, one of the lawnmower people? You were running it? You had guys? Um, I had some friends that I recruited. Nice. Like one or two, not too many. So you never done. really got, never yeah. really got big. <laughs> no, but you already had that spirit. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was, I got the inspiration from my dad. Steve Jobs had four lemonade stands. Oh, your running. dad was a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- a uh, failed entrepreneur. Oh. Not in a bad way. Like, <laughs> uh, like try. you know, like I saw him go through the process right. many times, right? Mm. And then, uh, then he, at the end of it, he was like, you know, this isn't that great. I'm going to get a job. fair enough which is how we feel uh, often yeah so now he has a job he's very happy and uh and uh, now he gets a pension (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no but i I had that exposure at a young age Mm -hmm. and uh and then i started these uh little little endeavors i did also did the websites uh i used to make flash websites Mm -hmm. remember flash Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's that's what so that's actually what got my my caught my interest in computers and in, in, in technology cool. and the internet was Flash and ActionScript. I, I started trying to make my own video games. Man, you're taking me back. Yeah. Uh, Can 15, you 15, 20 years. Newgrounds. You remember Newgrounds? Oh, Newgrounds, yeah. Yes. No, so don't I, look at me. You guys can talk. <laughs> so I was, I, was uh, I was a big Newgrounds guy. Okay. And uh, I was just inspired for, by all these games that they me, would make. For me, what is a Newground? It was a website. It was back I'm in, sure it still exists. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember somebody I think it was a video game developer who made it or at least he went into video game development afterwards but uh, basically you know Flash was good for making animations and making Mm -hmm. and then they added the the programming language to Mm -hmm. it so you could do other things like build websites and and uh, create games and stuff yeah and even videos and stuff yeah before YouTube yeah that's where people could just upload man it was great I I I would spend hours on there when I was a kid and then I got really inspired by all the games that they built and I wanted to build my own and so I tried my hand at that and uh and didn't get very far no you made a Did you, no. did you make a calculator? Did you I mean, it? I learned a little bit, but I, I, what I've learned, it took me a long time to figure this out, is that I'm not really a programmer. And I tried for a long time to play that game. Very long. Too long. It's, I went to school for it. Like, yeah. I, I wasted so much time. It's, not, it's you tough gotta, to be a code monkey. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. really is. It yeah. takes a certain mindset. And like, in my job, I build websites, but I focus mostly on design. Obviously, 
I have to do some coding from time to time. And, you know, when it just lasts too long, like I just start getting antsy and I can't, like I just know it in my bones. I'm not that yeah. kind of programmer. It doesn't make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, a programmer was the bad guy from GoldenEye. Oh, yeah? You know? Was he? I mean, yeah. He Did he have a gun? At, he sat at a desk. He would click the, the, the pen that would explode. You know, there was a, they gave him a pen and he would like click it all the time while coding. But then they gave him a pen who was a bomb. And oh. every time he would turn it, click, turn it, click, click. Turn yeah, it, yeah. Click, turn yeah. it, click, click, click. And James Bond is there trying to like figuring out when the bomb's going to explode because every two clicks it resets the timer or something like that. Or it... it Keeps the timer going. Anyways, Man. programming. <laughs> he was the bad guy. You know, there was a Russian programmer in every bad James Bond movie. Of course. In every James Bond movie. And, uh, and you got to uh, miss the Cold War just for those <laughs> kinds of storylines. Yeah. Like, we don't get them anymore. Yeah, hacker, hacker movie with Angelina Jolie, yeah. you know? Where people just... Like... Swordfish. Things have... Swordfish. Things have to heat up more between <laughs> the US and China for to get those kinds oh, of movies. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, I think we're there. I mean... We're almost there. I, you know what? I think they're just... I think it's suppression now at this point. What do you mean? Like, uh, you know, in the, in the 80s, in the 90s, it was a fun, like narrative right yeah it was and, and because the u.s won the the cold yeah, war yeah and, and now you know it's like a victory lap right and yeah. now i mean especially because more and more what i've been i've been hearing this i don't know you guys tell me if you've heard this is the influence of china on hollywood has is grown oh, like in a big way i don't know if influence is the right word it, they're just they're just telling them like look we'll give you millions of dollars for your movies but you got to shoot half of it in china well, no, yeah. no, it's more than that. It's, They're creating their own But influence. it's also the content. They, the content has changed. It changes because of the oh, feedback they give. Yeah. So they have a say... Like, in, for example, in... Um, what's that movie? The uh, Doctor Strange. Yes. They, it was supposed to be a Tibetan monk who was the bad... Not the bad guy. The, the you know, whoever... Mm. What's that? The actress's what's name. Um, Jodie Foster. No, Jody no, Foster, I don't think so. She's the bad guy. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it, she was the sorcerer. Supreme, okay, okay, right? yeah, okay. Like, so, yeah. so her, yeah. Hmm. So it was supposed to be a Tibetan monk, and because Tibet and China are not on the best terms, they yeah. said no Tibetan monk. Yeah, so and funny. then they changed it to a, a Gaelic right. woman. That was the. That was Jodie Foster. That oh was Jody right, Foster. that's not Jodie Foster. I know who you're talking What's about. What's the name of that no? woman? No, but I know who you're talking about. Now it, it came back. That actress. She's a great actress who's yeah, yeah. like a British actress. <laughs> She's nothing. not a British. She's actress. not. She looks Irish. No, no, no man. I'm I'm gonna look. Google it. She's um. Oh my goodness. I my my bet name. is that she's. She looks like she would speak Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, that's what I've been hearing lately, mostly from Joe Rogan. <laughs> So we were making a bet when you arrived. Yeah. We were wondering who has the most listeners, Mark Maron podcast, the WTF Mark Maron podcast, or the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Fair enough. So you're putting I, this I out concede, there? You're putting, I'm this, putting bet this out, out there. there? Maybe someone has an answer Send for us a tweet. I concede that probably Joe Rogan is more popular. Definitely. Uh, huge. But, How much more? But but they have different followers and listeners. I don't think they're different. You, you guys were saying like, Joe Rogan has at least double the listeners and followers than Mark Maron has, but I wouldn't say double. I would say maybe they're one third apart. You're like, no, you're reconsidering. No, no, no. One third. I mean, Tilda Swinton. There you go. Tilda Swinton. Tilda. And she's from? Tilda. She's from? Her name is Tilda. She's from Ireland. I decided. Swinton. I decided. 
No, but Swinton. Yeah, she maybe. She was born. Oh, you're right. She's a peaky London. blinder. London. London. Of course, Tilda. <laughs> Tilda. <laughs> Tilda. It's like they couldn't get Matilda. Her mother was Australian, though. So there you're you half wrong. <laughs> no, I'm fully executive, really right. Um, I know it was Commonwealth stuff. Commonwealth. See. Well, I'm impressed. I know words. <laughs> you, you know, know the, the best words. <laughs> <laughs> You know my name. It's a Commonwealth name. I'm uh, really. Yeah, it's my, a Welsh name. My phone call. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Phone. It's true. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Good phone. accent. Uh, <laughs> my phone calls you because I, I on my phone I wrote V for Vondetta. Oh. Oh, that's. But great. it calls you the fifth for Vondetta. Oh. I have to say the fifth for Vondetta, and then Come it calls on. you. Stupid Siri. Stupid Siri. Don't be Google silly. It's a, make it's that a mistake. V. It's not a five. What are we in Romania with the Romans? Okay, the Romanians? so back to to your startup. Yeah. Uh, what was it about? Oh yeah. Okay. So, so the <laughs> first startup. The second startup. The second oh, right. one. The second? Well, the second one was the I would say was the making websites, and then the th- right. the third, third one I think on the top of my head was the was Givingly, and basically that was. Um, it was a platform for charitable giving. I don't know why I decided that that was That's a good nice. idea. Okay. But um, how old were you? Do you remember? This was at the end of university, so twenty okay. something. Were you inspired by Kiva? And uh, but it was before Kiva. It was before Kiva. It was before Kiva. Wow. I really like Kiva actually. Um, yeah. I like I like getting free money from them to invest. <laughs> yeah. I, they get me. They get me all the time when they say they have a deal where if you put in twenty five, they give you twenty five. You ever okay. you ever do no that? or they oh give, yeah you give twenty five they give twenty five yeah they no but no no what the way it works is that it's not a donation it's a loan it's a micro loan right shut up it's super cool I love it it's my favorite uh, platform I wish I came up with Kiva yeah basically the way it works is that uh, it's like uh, the money in the our money in you know Canada is mm-hmm. worth a lot more to people in you know other countries mm-hmm. in the developing world um, and so if you donate twenty five bucks it makes a big difference. Shit, you told me about However, that it's not a donation. Yeah, it's a, it's a loan and yeah. they pay you back, you know, 10 bucks a month. And there's a but basically they it's like Kickstarter kind of, mm-hmm. right? So they're they're accepting like, you know, $500 worth of loan so that somebody can make a new toilet. That's the one that the most but, recent Yeah, one. that's what we were talking about. Yeah. But are there like uh like there's a section in Kiva and you go in there like help Joseph make his toilet and to- yeah. Joseph is there like over yeah, yeah, yeah. toilet. Yeah, they take a like, photo. Basically, there's these organizations have existed for a long time, but Kiva sort of like made it accessible to North America. Right. Maybe not on, maybe not only that. Maybe there was people before them, but the idea of micro loan micro lending existed for a long time from uh, Muhammad Yunus, the Grameen Bank. I think he was the guy who. Uh, it's so great. Came up with it's the idea. It's a great concept. And it's all based on like the sort of social proof of, or it's you know people don't have the credit to you know right the collateral right but if but they have the social credit and people are gonna like really if 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 there's a group of people who are taking the loan if somebody doesn't pay their part back then they're gonna they're gonna get trouble from their friends this sounds much better than a lot of charities to help a lot of people yeah in a lot of because this probably the money goes straight that you give 25 dollars it goes straight to the guy Mm -hmm. it's easier than a bank for them so Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i love it it's a great platform, but and that's you not know what exactly we're trying to who do. You're helping, like, like I said, Joseph with his yes, toilet. Yes, they take. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a I, lot of toilet projects on there right now. I think yeah. it's like 300 bucks a pop to build an off-the-grid toilet in the Philippines and all these different places, wow. so that people can live uh, healthier lives. 
By the way, we can officially call you a serial entrepreneur at this point. There we go. Yeah, not only that, but serial. international <laughs> entrepreneur. But, it, but ser- serial um, uh, failed entrepreneur. Why fail? No, I mean, not in you a bad need way. It's a badge of work. honor. It's a badge of honor. No, but entrepreneurs fail all the, all time. the time. It's true. You it's don't need to add fail. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually serial and somebody only admits to serial entrepreneurship when it's like serial wins, okay. you know? I'll give you an example. <laughs> <laughs> That's the badge. That's what they're trying to get at. It's like, it's like you're a juggler and sometimes the balls fall. Yes. You can't say I'm a failed juggler. You're just a juggler and part that's, of juggling is like point. losing your balls sometimes. <laughs> you know? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So how so, did your startup uh, differ? How did your how so did your giving, balls hang Givingly out? was all about can we <laughs> can we convince people to basically the the problem we were trying to solve was that whenever you went to uh, i would go to chapters you guys ever go to chapters and they would sort of you'd be yeah back in the day that they would they would accost you at the at the the cash register and ask you to donate money to some charity that you'd never heard of before right and i didn't farmer free asked me all the time yeah (laughs) exactly no so (laughs) you know my the thinking there was that i don't know anything about this charity i don't know it seems like a you know a scheme for them to just you know take 50 percent or whatever and And then uh, they say that they donated the money exactly they don't say and they get the credit for it exactly so i mean the idea was maybe we could sort of like involve the charity more directly in that process and and it was more of a loyalty program so you could give like a, a credit to mm-hmm. people and then they could sort of figure out where they wanted to send the money to whatever charity on this platform. Oh, okay. Very so you cool. could choose, the customer could choose. So you're connecting charities and people. And the companies. And companies. Yes, the, the trifecta. That was the idea. And there was another company who was doing something like this in uh, Boulder at the same Colorado, time. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they had, uh, they came up with this ingenious idea to let people donate their unused aeroplan miles and things like this. Oh, man. <laughs> so they were light years ahead of us. And, and, that, and that's still going? or I think so. Because I, I have so. miles to get rid of. Yeah. I have like seven coffee capsules kind of miles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I'm interested in the entrepreneurial aspect. Yeah. Like, of what, you know, what was the process for you? Like, what were the hardships? Mm-hmm. Why did you ultimately decide... Yeah, so that one, I mean, the hardships on that one were were fairly limited (laughs) in the sense that, you know, the, I started it with a few people that I knew from university Mm -hmm. and there was, it really was, there was this program, right, that brought us together uh, that that the the school had uh, sort of orchestrated, right, this little incubator and now incubators have become really popular, but at the time it was fairly like a new idea, kind of. And so I wanted to, you know, see what that was all about. And and so we came up with this idea that we thought was pretty good and turned out to be not that good and lots of competition. And, and it, you know, we thought that actually that the charity would be the most interested in this. And it turns out that not at all interested. <laughs> really? Yeah, we just took it for granted that this would be something that a charity wanted. It's Why like are they more not money. interested? Yeah, it's because a lot of people working there aren't paid and they don't have time. And and, and also, oftentimes, but it's what not... What does it take from them? You're just connecting the people together with the charities and the... Well, the, the, the assumption that I we mean. made was that they just need, they'd need... They were looking for more money. And mm. actually, that's not necessarily the case. That really? they, they actually often have more money than they know what to do with. Really? Not serious. Yeah. 
that was the feedback that we got from many different charitable institutions. So really, uh, so the, the the people who we thought would be most interested turned out not to be that interested. Wow, these and are the so answers you got. That's what like, I learned was that you really gotta understand the industry and the problem before you go head first. The industry of uh, those yeah. charities is. Uh, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people would have made that mistake. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, um, but. Was the technology not viable for another use? No, you, you know what? Pivot? The biggest, the biggest, uh, the biggest hurdle uh, that we ran into it was about the team. Okay. Yeah, it was just we weren't the right three or four people to get together and start a company. Oh, it's, that's you got to pick your co-founders very yeah. wisely, and t- and it takes time. And so these were people that you know we knew each other sort of casually, not well enough to say we really wanted to start a company together. I don't have any sort of bad. There's no bad feelings or anything like that to the co-founders. Mm-hmm. It's just we weren't the right group right. Mm-hmm. Uh, to do what we were trying to do. It's it's hard to find the right people either to start yeah. a business with or yeah. even to to hire employees. Like yeah, it's very tough to find. But somebody. the idea was pretty good. I thought so. Other, other. But you know what? Ideas are cheap. Yeah, yeah. Making them more about implementation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Implementation. I have a good idea every week. (laughs) About. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what I took from that one, right? It was the team matters, and uh, you got to be thoughtful about that. So, but then that—that's what brought me to Montreal. I met Tandem Launch. Thought this was a great city to to do more stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Tandem Launch was a really int- entrepreneurial organization, uh, doing really interesting stuff. And since then, they've like they've grown exponentially in a like really amazing way. The impact that they've that they've had and the companies that they've started. I met a lot of really great people through that group that I'm still friends with uh, today, and that I still do different stuff with here in Montreal. So, good starting point. Amazing, yeah. and you. You close up shop, yeah. And then, what happened? Well, and th- so then at so Tandem Launch basically had a, a project like a mini company um, that they were incubating, and so that's why I joined uh, was to get that off the ground. And so the project that we were trying to do was a um, wow. We're going through the full history here. Okay, it was basically um, it was a 3D, it was some guy in Germany mm-hmm. at the Max Planck Institute. He was this researcher and he had come up with this algorithm to allow movies to be 3D and 2D simultaneously. Mm. Wow. So you would, if you didn't wear the glasses, you could still see it in 2D without any issues. And if you did wear the glasses, you would get the, the whiz-bang wow 3D effect. That guy probably had a lot of people investing in him, no? I mean, it sounds like a great idea. Well, he got disinterested. That's what happened to he that. He got disinterested in his well, own he, project. He got, a, he got a postdoc at MIT, and he said, "See you later." <laughs> What's the postdoc at MIT? Uh, just a job, like uh, to oh. do more research. Oh, nice. Yeah. Damn it. So that one, I could that have one seen didn't go anywhere. Fast and Furious Eight and Two D and Three and Three D. Yeah, simultaneously. Five like, I mean, D. You can still do that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but then I have to put two movies at the same time. Like. Also. 3D was a fad, and nobody really likes it. It's still going, though, eh? It's still going in movies, yeah. but so, we don't see it as much. No, and it, it goes on and off. So it used to be popular also in the 50s. They had some 3D movies. That was, yeah. But what I'm saying is that maybe in 20 years, it's coming back. <laughs> oh, I, I think it's the thing that's going to keep coming back. Yeah. But like in the 50s, like in the last 10 years, mm. it's going to be a fad again. Do you guys think, sorry, do you guys think, completely different subject, that you know how we had like Diet Coke... And now Coke Zero, like, is there? Is there a next one? Yeah, like, what's the what's the Coke of the next twenty years? Hmm. For well, 
Coke is desperately like, trying to find a new product. What it is, so they have like a ton of different uh, flavors of Coke. But no the one thing, knew. the thing about Coke Diet and Coke Zero is that really it's just marketing. Uh, Coke Diet was mostly marketed towards women, and men saw it as a women's product, and so mm. they came up with Coke Zero with a black label. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yes. Light gray. It's the same product. Black. Interesting. Like it is. Wow. Why is uh, Pepsi so popular in Quebec? Uh, marketing also. Yeah. They, there's a there's a French Canadian guy they hired, a French Canadian uh, humorist, uh, comedian. Oh yeah. Humor humorist. Comedian. Comedian. They hired a comedian, and he was very popular. And through my childhood, we saw commercials of him saying the words "ici c'est Pepsi," which means <laughs> here it's Pepsi. Which also, like French Canadian culture, is associated with the color blue, who is associated with their flag. So they yeah. use that whole campaign, like we're blue here, you know, like we're yeah. not red. I see yeah. it. Red being Canada, Anglo, and <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so that's why here it's okay. Pepsi. Yeah. Makes sense. But uh, there's Coke still. I mean, but, but like most of the restaurants and stuff seem to. It seems to be a Pepsi. You know, speaking spot. of, uh, I don't know. So I, I don't usually have trouble getting Coke. What was oh, yeah. your first? I'm a Coke guy. Like, okay, okay, you're a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What was your first Montreal clash? Clash. Yeah, like for example, I've 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 been with other Canadians, and I was like, oh, I'm going to the Dep, and they were like, what's a Dep? And I was like, the Dep, <laughs> like where you get your booze. And you get your lottery and you get your... You mean the convenience store? And they're like, the corner store? And I'm like, what corner? It's a dep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so did you have any of these? Maybe it was the Pepsi and Coke. Uh, <laughs> Dilemma? Yeah. And she was like, no Coke, just Pepsi. And you're like, but Canada. And she's like, no, just Pepsi. That's a good question. I'm not even sure. Nothing phased you when you came to Montreal and you're like, what the fuck? People are like, this is so weird. The schooling system? I mean, the big C's. The big, the big C's. C's. But you said you loved those. I did. So you're saying, what was something that I didn't like? Either it didn't like, but the, or something that you found something like... Something surprising? Or, yeah, surprising. You didn't understand necessarily. Like, like why is Montreal doing this? Or something that you enjoyed. Like you said, the Big C's is the one why, why is the rent so cheap? For people who don't know, uh, the <laughs> that's Big C's... That's, oh, what that's changing. Me. Since you came and asked that question, they've been changing yeah. it up. But uh, the Big C's, for, for people who don't know, are bicycles you can rent. <laughs> And Ron uh, was very happy about that. Yeah. The cheap rent was because our economy was crap, thanks True. to separatists. Oh. Yeah. And, and probably <laughs> uh, policy and stuff like this, too. Uh, largely because of separation. Okay. Uh, Montreal lost its status as the biggest yeah. uh, economic center in the country. Uh, it was bigger than Toronto before the mid-70s. Really? Right. Uh, and after the first separation attempt... You know, everybody moved their head offices, Sun Life, RBC, things like that. Right. And by the second time, uh, property values just kind of stagnated and the economy was kind of... Seems to have turned around now. Oh, indeed it has. Yeah. Uh, in the last 10 years, yeah. it's uh, really been going... 2012 up. seems to be the year that the prices really changed. Well, what happened was maybe twenty uh, no maybe twenty fifteen actually I can't remember exactly I was looking at the data at some point. Part of what happened is the two thousand eight financial crisis, which oh, I uh, see. drove interest rates down to pretty mm. much zero, and so that brought a lot of construction and uh, helped the economy boom. Plus investments, long term investments in technology, AI, which mm. you well know. I know that. So uh, 
Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. I see. But no, I can't think of any other big clashes, unfortunately. Or happy moments? Did you say the, like the, this is the best? This is a great poutine, and I've never there's oh no I love like the poutine for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, my favorite poutine. What's your favorite poutines? You have a favorite? Oh, I'm deathly allergic to dairy. Uh oh. I That's not have many okay. favorite poutines. There's no there's no one favorite poutine. Okay, well I'll say mine first. Like then. last week. Okay, go for it. It's the um, the caban poutine. From or which caban? From Chez Claudette. Uh, on the okay. corner of uh, what is it Saint Denis and uh, Laurier okay fair lovely place fair <laughs> great poutine anything anything <laughs> just the caban though you just sound the, like poutine porn just like, the caban like, like, none of the other poutines are, are worth oh come your on time. a lot of them are I wish good. I could okay well I haven't really tried the other ones this one though is a phenomenal I haven't really tried the other I've ones I've tried once maybe but I said no Dude, not worth it caban I've, I've, caban or nothing I have a poutine every week really a boot. <laughs> a boot? I mean, a boot. A boot. Wow. I week. mean, if you really want to integrate into Quebecois culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I week. did that for the first few years. Now <laughs> yeah. I can't maintain that lifestyle anymore. No, fair I'm enough. surprised no, that no. you can. He has a crazy metabolism. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, wow. I use it wisely. Yeah. Wow. I, but I don't, I don't eat like... Teach I eat me. till 1 a.m. and then I don't eat uh, until 2, 3 p.m. Okay. the next day. I'm trying that, so that more helps. and more. Yeah, nothing to do. If like... He doesn't eat for one day, he'll lose five pounds. Yeah. It's not, it's not even... I tried you know the fasting the thing, is? and it worked really well, actually. The fasting? Yeah, everything, yeah. everything works. It's I just we're not doing anything was, consistently. I did it before. It had a name, and it was a trend. Yeah, oh, yeah. Know, like we I, called it no coffee. I skip breakfast yeah. every day. Black I coffee. eat at one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I eat dinner by 6, 7 p.m., and that's it. Yeah. Um, I didn't know it was a... <laughs> Intermittent you could have fasting. been a trendsetter. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're you're a fully bilingual one. No, exactly. Nah, this is what I'm getting at. Oh, so this probably was a thing that way to bring up a coming, soft spot coming into Montreal, and people are like, ah, and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm a tourist, and people don't First take of all, that. How do French Canadians pronounce your name? Hmm. 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 I say Vaughn, but. How do French Canadians? That's a great question. I, I mean, is there a big difference? Isn't there a big difference? I don't think I've there's. I've never I heard them say the the name Vaughn. So well, I think I'm just wondering. Sometimes Van, 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 that's what they say. That's Van. what I thought. There you go. Hey, Van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Van Morrison. <laughs> it's like they skipped all the letters, yeah. <laughs> the extra letters in your name. They're just like pretty that. much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually haven't run into too much difficulty. You're a nice guy. Most of the time, people understand that you're in trouble. It's more recently, actually, that I've been having the uh, urge to level up on my... I mean, I'm not the worst at French, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. bad. What about that time you move the car and then you try to explain to the cops that you're from Toronto and you're waiting for your driver's oh. license? Oh, and yeah. And they were like... <laughs> yeah, that was expensive. <laughs> Daniel doesn't know about that story. No, no I don't know. Okay. I mean, okay, so uh, so my girlfriend Leah was out of town, and the car needed to be moved on our street. Across the street, like literally across the street with the car, right? Yeah. Or find a spot, whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, so what ended up happening was, you know, full disclosure, I didn't just park it across the street. I ended up driving to work with it, okay? okay. That was my first mistake. Yay! But I needed, I only did it because I needed to move the car, right? And it, mm-hmm. And the work is not that far. It's like, a, you know... 10 minute drive right mm-hmm. and basically what happened was that um I, I parked the car and just as i was parking 
the police had the lights going behind me. Like he just turned it on as I was about to get out. And, and what happened was I had a little bit of snow on the roof of the no, car. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, he said, he came up to me. He's like, uh, sir, you have uh, a little bit of snow. I don't think I've <laughs> ever heard of anyone getting stuff for that. Yeah. Like, no, I and, never, and, by the way, I never clean out my car. I've driven with castles. Like, I just, <laughs> I just stay off. <laughs> I've driven with castles on top of my roof. Yeah. <laughs> castles. <laughs> Full, full boulders. <laughs> well, today, that day was not a lucky day for me. No. And what ended up happening was, so he wanted to give me the ticket for the, uh, for the snow. Then he took the license. Firstly, firstly asked for license and registration. Yeah. Both of those <laughs> were problematic <laughs> because the registration was out of, like, it wasn't uh, expired, but it was the old, mm-hmm. I could only find the old version. Yeah. Thankfully, it was up to date so yeah. they, they took it they, and they actually the called system, yeah. they went they called the people uh, who had the uh, who, who was registered with um, so that was a close call and but the second thing was that um, I was I didn't know how the things work over here mm-hmm. with the license and so I didn't renew on my birthday oh because in Toronto you know because I had only gotten my license the year before so the year when it was I so I had been out of date with the renewal. Okay. How does it work in Ontario? You just buy it for like five years and that's it. You're done. And that's it. That's yeah. it. You don't have to worry about it. How when much is it for five years? I don't even know. It's been Which a long time. Which is smarter because eventually like you no, don't use wonderful. it for, you don't use it for five years all the time. So they win at the end of your, your life. What? <laughs> that makes no sense. Yes, because let's say like <laughs> here they charge you every year. Yeah. <laughs> and let's say let's say next year Gabriel Cohen dies, okay? GGCVC <laughs> dies, okay? Then then <laughs> then I'm not paying it for the rest of the year. There you go, right? they are winning. But then for they already charged me for five years. I already paid too much. Yeah. Four years of those I'm not using. I'm already they're, dead. They're wow. not charging them five hundred bucks. No, uh, it's not that much. No, that's it. How much is it? I don't know. Okay. You over much. a five-year term, you've paid over five hundred dollars to the definitely exactly this year. So, this right. year <laughs> is the cheapest one I've ever had because I I'm, I have all my points. I'm a good driver, yeah. and it's like one forty. Exactly. Yeah, and we have to pay that every year. Canadiana. Right. So I didn't realize that, and so birthday, he yeah. he gave me a pretty big. So you know how much the ticket costs for if you don't have your license renewed. Two hundred and fifty bucks. No, five hundred. Five hundred bucks. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so he gave me a ticket for $500. He gave me the ticket for the roof, another 100 bucks. He gave me the ticket for Leia, <laughs> not uh, having the license uh, renewed or was renewed, letting but not him having drive the whatever. The car. And another one for letting me drive the car without those things. No way. Yeah. Even if someone steals your car, you're responsible for where you had put your keys. That yeah. kind of deal. Yeah. Wow. So they're like, oh. Oh my goodness! I mean, it's bad enough that your car yeah. got stolen. They're gonna <laughs> sometimes, no, no, no. you know. She has Pylon. if she doesn't want the ticket, she has to report that Vaughn stole the car. Oh, I see. You see, she has to take off responsibility off of her. Right. That's how it works. I mean, how much does she love you? <laughs> so <laughs> great question. I don't know. I was looking for a Montreal mishap and didn't find any other one. So there you go, Vaughn. There we go. You're right. That, go. That's a good. That's a good. That's, that's a good a, one. Yeah. Thank you for the. I'm sorry. The reminder. I apologize, but I'll bring you to a nice poutine place so you can recover. Better than Caban. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just you've only had. Okay, I'll give you an example. I went bowling last week for a birthday, and there was a cafeteria there, and I had a poutine there. To be fair expected nothing from that poutine it was so good 
And I, I know like, that bowling alley. Yeah. And like <laughs> the sauce, the place been... looks garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Everything is garbage. <laughs> but for some reason, the food is good. The fries Weird. were amazing, but yeah. not. But their poutine sauce was also like great. And the lady at the cafeteria was literally on acid. Literally couldn't take our orders properly. <laughs> There's only like four people, and every person should be like, "Are you taking fries?" And person's like, "Yes." And she's like, I'm not faking fries for one or one person. And then she would look at the next person and I'm like, are you also taking fries? <laughs> Every two orders was like that, but we're like eight people, you know? So smart. So, anyway, whatever. It was, it was pretty funny. Anyways, that poutine, I didn't expect anything from it. So it's we're going bowling. That's what you're telling I me. It, I mean, it's a kind of poutine. You know, that was the one with the thin fries. You can have the one with the chunky okay, fries. We should definitely go bowling though. Sounds good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, I, I killed the last game, and because it was the last game, nobody cared anymore, so I still need like people to carry me on their shoulders and give me a trophy and caress my bowling eagle. Okay. My bogo. Plus, I want to redo all the scenes from the Big Lebowski in the bowling alley. You know, we'll I did drink, them last we'll time. Nobody white, understood what I was White Russians? Doing. White Russians. That's great. I love it. Sounds racist, but sure. <laughs> the drink? Everything these days sounds racist. It's true. It's true. So where were we in the story of Vaughn? Yeah, Vaughn like conquering the, the world. Times. Yeah, because um, wait, wait, give us a little recap. So far, <laughs> you've had last two, time on two, <laughs> failed, two failed attempts. Two failed three, attempts. Three, three. I'm becoming uh, a failed entrepreneur because that's yeah. how you call yourself. Yeah, in the making. In the failed entrepreneur <laughs> in the making. Exactly. Um, Coming from a long line of failure, <laughs> of a medium line. Exactly. No, seriously. This, uh, so we're at um, my my co-founder of this company had just uh, decided to take a postdoc at MIT, and mm-hmm. then the project really went kaput. Uh-huh. Um, but it was my uh, my you know so nine months year long there, and uh, that was the good entry point into the Montreal tech scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there. And then I went, uh, worked for a, 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 a company that was doing some interesting stuff um, called Radial Point. Okay. Nobody really knows about this company, but um, uh, yeah, they, they, they've, uh, they did pretty well. Uh, they raised a lot of money and they were a successful uh, Montreal startup story. So I went to work there, a lot of smart people. Um, and then after a little while, I went and worked on the data team there. And that's where I got, I, I, I knew that I wanted to get more into data after this, uh, and this 3d thing. Um, and so that was like 2012, no, 2013, um, just sort of at the beginning of the big data wave. Um, and, and, uh, so I, I was getting, dipping my feet into that and got more and more involved in machine learning and mm-hmm. data science and, and then sort of the rest, uh, the rest is history mm-hmm. from there. You know, just no, 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 you can't. No, you kind of just glossed over. Yeah, yeah, that's like five years of glossing. (laughs) The rest is history. Maybe, maybe more. Actually, no, more, more, like eight years. You want to go back? You could say like what happened in the past three months, and then go back from there. We'll get you. Which start? Which part? Well, the fact that you're you're sole proprietary. That's true. Sole proprietary. So this is a yeah. How how widespread is this uh, podcast? As widespread as my boss gonna hear this. Unlikely. <laughs> Very unlikely. How good is the SEO on this podcast? Very unlikely. Uh, well, we just we just were about zero to, effort. Yeah. <laughs> zero effort. Okay. Well. All right. So then it's a no holds barred. It's a no holds barred. Uncensored. Yeah. Okay. This is your diary for in twenty years. You're going to be like, look let who, the record know. Let, let the record let it know that Vaughn said this in okay. 2020. Okay. Like if you're about to predict the end of the world, that was a you know. You know what? Coronavirus is here. Yes. We don't know how bad it's going to be. 
let the record be hold that it's probably going to be worse than we think it is. Just going to say that Vaughn today. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah Vaughn today told me that Bill Gates said. Okay, we're going to get to this. We'll, we'll get, get to that. This. Okay, we'll be back. We'll be back to the Coronas. <laughs> yes. Um, well, so I, I um, you know, okay. I had a, re- so this is a good skip forward. Someone because someone asked me what I had- you do today and I was like, okay I, he's gonna tell me on the podcast and i'll tell you later <laughs> well okay so i had a realization right because then you know after the after the radial point i had started a little consulting company and then i had spun out some products didn't work out and i you know tried a number of times like i've probably a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. like in the last you know decade okay um to go from as they say in the in the business to go from zero to one right trying to start something mm-hmm. that didn't exist and make it exist mm-hmm. and then like then be able to scale it up from one to 100, right? Yeah. And so, then there's a book called Zero to One, great book from, from, for startups and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and then I realized in the last like three months, six months that like, you know, I haven't, I haven't wrapped my head around this zero to one thing, mm-hmm. you know? I can't figure this out. And so... It's harder than it's. It's very yeah. difficult. Yeah. There's there's some real nuance and that I haven't grasped yet. That's why they don't yet. say zero to hundred. <laughs> They're like just zero to one. Exactly. You got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. And so I thought to myself, I, I started listening. Well, I saw a little like you know article about different ideas that you know to get around that. And I thought to myself, why not just skip the zero to one step altogether? <laughs> okay. And why not just uh, buy a company? that already exists, that already went from zero to one, mm-hmm. that but was can... small enough that I could afford to buy it, right? And because there's, there's, you know, it's never been easier to start these companies. There's so many of them out there, especially web and technology mm. companies. And so you can be anywhere and you can run it from anywhere. And so there's, um, there's websites out there to connect people who want to sell their companies to people who want to buy them. And they're at every, you know, at every single like, you know, monthly revenue threshold you can think of, right? You could buy really? a website for $100 that's making $100 a month for the last 10 years. You could buy a business or a company that's making 1000 bucks a month, 10000 bucks a month, 100000 a million, all the way up. Really? There's a platform to... There's a whole bunch, right? Yeah. There's check this Flippa, out. Flippa.com <laughs> is, is the one where, <laughs> yeah. I, where, I, where I got my site. Nice. Um, there's uh, Empire Flippers. A lot of the words have flipping involved. Okay, yeah. I see. They're into dolphins. You're like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. yeah exactly. <laughs> okay. There's uh, FE International. Those guys are flipping more like a broker. International, okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those are the ones, the three main ones that I know about, but there's a whole bunch of these okay. sites. That's crazy. I didn't know. Yeah, because like, think about it, right? It's it's so easy to start these businesses now and people can do it in the in their spare time. And there's many reasons why you I might mean, want to so sell easy. it. Yeah, you, you don't want, you said it's actually hard, the zero to one. It's thing. hard to actually do it. But when you have the, you know, the law of large numbers, when you mm-hmm. have enough people doing it, surely at least one of them is going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And probably not just one, yeah. but at least, you know, me, you know, many. Let that guy race to the top yeah. and then check out that company and see what, how you can improve. Exactly. That, that and so plan? many reasons why they, somebody may want to sell in this case. So I found this site. Um, should I say the name? If you want. Should I put a little bit of yeah, promo? It's up to you. Okay. All right. The no site is called talking about Coindera. 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 Coindera.com. Oh. So oh, you're talking about your site now. That's my site. Oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wait. Do a bigger promo than that. Well, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Yeah. No rush. Um, so I saw this guy on this platform, Flippa.com. He wanted to sell his site. What is he like? Flippa, Flippa. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like that. With two Ps. It's Flippa.com. Flippa. Yeah. And... He, he was selling this site for a reasonable price. 
you know mm. and i thought to myself this looks like interesting this he, looks interesting did his story make sense like when it you did. buy when you buy something on Kijiji, you're like so why aren't you using this camera anymore and exactly like, because my girlfriend rubbed it on whatever <laughs> next okay next. so i i mean i spent like two months so this right guy had a good story. validating yeah. vetting the story doing the due diligence yeah. right that oh, was actually the heavy the heavy months. part a long time yeah nice because ba basically the way it works is that you know you make a bid and then the bid is either somebody either outbids you and then eventually you it's like a, an auction oh, right okay like ebay or whatever oh or kijiji but you see the bids so the guy puts it so I, i'm guessing these flipper places take a percentage you know oh, they're like oh you use my platform to yeah. flip your shit yeah, yeah oh that's great everybody exactly. wins exactly yeah they take their cut and, and were many bidders on your lots plans? lots so really? i mean you know he starts out high he wants like the buy it now price is is super high okay and but then i see there's a bunch of people who are you know at bidding much lower is buying is buy it now like an ego thing yeah like your ego is like you can fuck, just put the money down like you yeah. should buy this yeah okay keep going yeah. sorry <laughs> so and then i see that the the action is much lower yeah and and it, it so you know you look at the data and you see sort of like okay what's the monthly recurring revenue this was a SaaS business software as a service and so every month there's people who are paying and subscribing i'm learning so much yeah you're yeah. a SaaS business yeah i'm a SaaS. <laughs> i got a SaaS business yeah yeah software as service as, as a, a service yeah software as a service means as you pay a, a, per yes. month yeah, or pay per year like beyond Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. You're an expert. I understand. Yes. Yeah. So this guy was, um, he, he published his numbers, right? He shared a whole bunch of statistics. And then if you were interested in Sirius, he would provide you the behind the scenes access to the Stripe mm -hmm. account where all the financials were, the tax stuff and all that stuff and, and analytics and all these things to verify that it's actually legit. Right. And why was, what was his selling story? Like, the selling story was that okay so it's a crypto site yeah. cryptocurrency mm -hmm. uh he started it about in 2017 but it, it had been in existence for a while but he only launched it like officially in 2017 just before the really big wave like mid 2017 he launched it and he rode the whole like wild wave up to 20,000 from like a oh. thousand to 20,000 nice. and so He it, basically what the site does is it allows you to sort of set little alerts or alarms on the cryptocurrency markets so you mm -hmm. can stay in in the know and not miss out on whatever information um about how things are changing um and people there's the free version of this site mm -hmm. and then there's the paid version if you want to have the pro uh, upgrades mm -hmm. so. i have the free right now do you oh well of let course. me let me uh i'm on i'm a, I'm a coin i'm a coin dearest. i should give you a coupon code shut up yeah <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, don't maybe, say it out loud. Maybe you do a promo. Well, let me, what should I do? What should I do for uh, for the Cream Puff listeners? Is that, maybe I'll make a Cream Puff promo code. A cream Puff you should. Yeah. Yeah, Cream Puff promo code. Okay. Puffies. Yeah, and no, uh, you'll get something special. I don't know what. Maybe discount. I don't know. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. You, yeah. It's your company. Half Vaughn. off. Half off the first month. How about that? You decide. There we go. Sounds great. I'll Sounds take like half a deal. Off the whole month. There you go. Month. There you I'll go. I'll take it. I'll take half the full month. No, I'll or, give you. I'll, I'll sweeten the deal for you. I'll take a quarter of the week. There you go. I mean, you're you're a you're a holder. I am a holder. You're a holder of the cryptos. I'm a deep holder. Yeah. I'm a deep pocket sorcerer. Did you know this? I was also a holder. You're a holder yeah. too. I was. You were. You sold out. No. What? Worse. Oh, you lo you lost out. I lost out. Oh no. You know the story no. with the quadriga. Oh, yeah. you were a quadriga. Yeah. User. I was. Uh oh. What does that mean? 
Uh-oh. Wait, I'm lost Actually, again. this is interesting. Let's, yeah, I've never let's, been, let's I have tell never us, been this tell us. Yeah, tell us. So I invested like during that big wave and then obviously it crashed and I just, I held on to it. for As you should. As it's I almost, should. it's back, it's back now. Mm-hmm. It's a th- well. It's missing ten percent. Wait, what's the quadrica story? Um, what's a quadrica? All of a sudden, like the the website folded. That's a website that sold you the bitcoin. I'm lost. Disappeared guys. overnight. I'm, it's the place where it's the exchange. It, it was, was the exchange. Oh, okay. It was yeah. It just disappeared overnight. Apparently, the founder had died a few months before. It turns out not a out, few months or a few he just weeks. he just yeah. died and then uh, yeah that and was stopped. it. Yeah, and the site shut down immediately. And the site shut down. <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> really. Yeah, it's like Vaughn Vaughn stops working at Coindera and exactly. doesn't do anything. The well, site. so he he he. From what I know, he died in India. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, he was living in Vancouver, but he died in India. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and then good. instantaneously, the site goes down and everyone loses and their... And everyone lost their stuff. So where did their stuff go? Because supposedly, where he the had the master code. <coughs> of all right? the... Of all, all the, the, the... Yeah, the, the private keys to the run private, the site. Okay, okay, but wait. And his wife was like, I don't know. <laughs> Crypto is trackable, no? If he tries to use any of those... those if you know, if you know. Wait where a minute. It's held. So you're saying you're saying everybody who invested money in that thing. Yes. The money's we don't know where it is. Yes. So they declared bankruptcy. But the thing is, eventually we'll know. Yeah. Eventually we'll yeah. know. Yeah. Right. And I actually have a friend who do you remember the before the Quadriga incident? There was the Mount Gox incident. Yes, there was. What yeah. is the Mount Gox incident? Mount Gox. Mount Gox was <laughs> one of the first so much popular exchanges where people would go and buy and sell crypto, mm-hmm. trading crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was the biggest site in the world. Yeah. And what happened? And to it? basically. One day, the guy just decided that um, he was going to shut it down and take everyone's cryptocurrency. Really? Yeah. And was he able well, to? Well, basically, what he said was that they were hacked. Yeah. He said that the site yeah. was hacked and that he lost, and they lost his um, his like the access or the control of the website, and so everyone lost their their uh, their bitcoins. And what did everyone? Do? Could you sue? Could you do anything? So that's okay. So this was a little, quite a while ago. I don't know what exactly what year, but I would say between 2013 and 2017, somewhere mm-hmm. in this time frame. And recently, and then now there's been a lawsuit that's in, that actually has been gaining traction. Yeah. And so my my friend who um, he had twenty bitcoins on on uh, twenty bitcoins. Yeah. He was early. He was very early. Uh, he actually he had like a whole bunch more than that yeah. on another site that went that bitcoins. folded. I can't imagine having bought twenty <laughs> bitcoins. I knew a guy who bought bitcoins below the do- below one dollar, and he sold them all when they hit one dollar. Because oh he's like, God. this is internet funny money. He had hundreds. He's like, this is internet funny Every money. Week, and it's now hit a dollar. It can never get higher than that. Every week my dad says... And- this is internet funny money. <laughs> That's not how he says it because he doesn't know how to say it. But every week he's like, you, st- you still have that <laughs> And every week I'm like, look, it's moving. And like, you, do- you don't know what's going on. I'm like, I have no idea. But we're both entertained, right? <laughs> but actually a lot of Mt. Gox people started hiring like uh, crypto bounty hunters. Oh, I, I'm not surprised yeah, because there was a lot on there. People yeah. had a lot in that because of it, it, yeah, and so like you said, those dollars became hundreds of hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars, and now right. Well, so okay, so here's this the latest. Basically, they found um, a wallet that they they were able to get access to that was Mount Gox, uh, like that had a, a, a like I think it was ten percent of the holdings in Mount Gox. Shit. Wow. So actually, no, uh, thirty, no, twenty uh, percent, mm-hmm. somewhere in this range, and. 
now that's what the lawsuit is, seems to be, the direction that seems to be going in is that you'll get one twentieth of, uh, of what you had and that, that they'll be able to settle That's um, the closest eventually. thing they can get you. Right. And so... What do the owner, Mount Gox, they said bankruptcy? Yeah. Is that legal to do bankruptcy when Japan. you have everybody's money? Who knows money? what's going on in Japan? Oh, I see. Okay, so, so the, currencies, <coughs> the currencies are solid. That's not the problem. The problem is the trading places, the, apparently. The issue, yeah. there's always the weak points, right? And yeah. so the, the weak spot... Oh, in, there's no regulation. So. That's part of it. But in this case, in, in all of these cases that we're talking about, it's that there was a centralized point of failure, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is sort of totally against the ethos of, these, of Bitcoin, mm -hmm. of cryptocurrency, right? Yeah. So it, it's just the convenience factor, right, of, of, have, of holding your currencies in, in, this, in these centralized websites. Mm -hmm. And if something happens, you, you know, you have no control. Yeah. So right now they're trying to get to the holdings of uh, Quadriga. But who knows if they'll ever find so, them. Right. Or, you know. well, because so, you bought through Quadrica. Yeah. So your money was on, was being held on Quadrica or your... your yeah. They were like the custodian. Of so the, where is my money, Vaughn? I think you... So you've done it um, in a very secure way. Yeah. Yeah. You have a, your own wallet yeah. that you've secured. Yeah. On like... I'm, I'm we on won't go into details. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to give people access to, <laughs> to avoid uh, compromising you. Yes, but um, this podcast is making me look baller. I like yeah, it. yeah, you're the smart one. Uh, I, the only <laughs> podcast, the only out of 26 episodes where I'm the smart one, but I'll take it. So you've done a good job by backing up your wallet. Mm -hmm. You've got the the seeds, you know, mm -hmm. where it's spread out amongst the world somewhere. You I don't can, know what that means, but I'll take the, it. The the uh, the codes. Yes, like, like the 20. Whatever. You have a wallet. I need to make a copy of the codes yeah. and and put it in someone else's house as well yeah, yeah. like mine like yours <laughs> i mean maybe half to you half to daniel you give us each half like you both have to turn the it's key like of the, the coke trade sub, secrets yeah. the coca-cola trade secret there's four <laughs> people who will know really something like that this is the stupidest thing it should, <laughs> it should be coke should be public by now it's not like we're no it's, it's a not, trade secret though you know we're buying coke now because we're used to buy coke and like it's it's good and it's been like we've been brainwashed that it's great It's not that great. No. You know what I mean? But it's sugar. We like yeah. sugar. We love sugar. Sugar's great. In any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Doesn't mean we've just been brainwashed that Coca-Cola is a god. Oh, deliciousness. Like, I see the can and I want it. And I know it's going to make me feel good because of the sugar. But it, if they had advertised as much money on lemonade, I would be like, lemonade. <laughs> Every Christmas, I'd be like, lemonade. <laughs> it's true. Well, the thing is, lemonade's more expensive to make. Yeah, so you can't put as much you can't put as much in into marketing, right? I fucking love lemonade. I keep saying, if I didn't have to drink booze, like if if lemonade was was I had alcohol, I would get so drunk every time because I drink it like like a kid on a lemonade stand that no one wants to buy. You know, I never from. did the lemonade stand thing. Did you guys? No, no. I think we did it once. I think, and then we went around to the neighbors and said, like, do you guys like need like us to do chores? And they were like. We're not in the 50s, kids. Go and run outside. And we're like, yeah, but we want to buy popsicles. And then they're like, here's money for popsicles. And then we're like, yay. Nice. Uh, no, we did we did do chores around the house to get money, but of that's course. We, you could exchange for... These were the OG Bitcoins oh. of my parents. Wow. <laughs> and, chore coin. Yeah, and the, the chore coin, exactly. <laughs> and the, wa the wallet was... I think we just stumbled on a great idea. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, millennials, uh, millennials and chore coins. 
chore coins like targeting the the child demographic yeah (laughs) teach the kids about money that's child abuse teach them about money the parents will get behind Um, it right Mm -hmm. yeah it's perfect honestly it's it's, you need three chores a day to activate an ipad that's bottom line (laughs) you want you want the ipad that's and so now you can actually do all this with the smart contracts and you got the ethereum to program all this stuff and Mm. you know you need to do stuff in real life Ethereum. that's another platform it's another crypto oh it's another coin. coin okay oh well yeah technically but is it uses the same technology as bitcoin no no it doesn't different protocol different it's it's got its own thing and is yeah, it as it's, vetted it's the same base. same concept yeah but is it but bitcoin is like look this this mysterious guy who created bitcoin we trust in him like a god satoshi yeah and then and then ethereum does it have a mysterious guy i don't yeah think yeah so. yeah no it it, he's not a mysterious guy people oh. know who he is vitalik oh. Oh right, the, the seventeen-year-old Russian guy. Yeah, that guy's a hero. I've seen him. He's a tor- he's from Toronto. Shut up. Well, he he grew up in Toronto. You're sure? Yeah, he's not from. He San- went to some crazy school downtown Toronto, uh, like with seventeen kids. So you and him, same school, tech wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. You and Vitalik. There's a guy from that school who also, uh, like, who really went big on AI, and mm-hmm. Vitalik went really big on. On crypto, something okay. about that school. Really? Yeah. You went to? No. Oh. No. <laughs> Sorry, just checking. Actually, what people, one of the things people don't know about Ethereum as well is that um, the guy who invested in Facebook, the first investor in mm-hmm. Facebook, Peter Thiel. Shawn Michaels? No. Okay. No. Peter, <laughs> Peter Thiel. I, I know. He put five hundred thousand dollars into Facebook. Really? Um, he, he, the he did he had this program where he was trying to convince people to kids to drop out of school, university <laughs> really? yeah because i mean his thing is that like it's a it's a it's a bubble mm-hmm. and the people are treating university like it's an insurance policy and not like it's actually education mm-hmm. and so that's why all the student loans are going like crazy in the u.s everybody that is a great sentence people are treating university as an insurance policy yeah like they just want to get out of there and be safe right Forget and it's force-fed by the parents, right? They, yeah. And then they brainwash the kids into thinking the same thing. And then mm-hmm. you end up having a shitty job and $100,000 in student debt, right? What was the first, again, jumping from rock I mean, to... if you live in the U.S. True, <laughs> true. You're right. We don't seem to have that uh, No, we don't challenge. have that issue. But we have 10%, 10, 10% as many people, so... Yeah, but I don't think it's the population that's the problem. Yeah, the the costs are crazy yes, in the US definitely. and there's no way to get rid of student debt like yeah. even if you go bankrupt you still carry your student that's insane legislation mm-hmm. that the, well they know that bad things would happen if if people were able to just get rid of that debt it's a big yeah, it's a big I mean, mountain i mean more than credit card debt more than a mortgage more like it, it doesn't even make sense yeah How there's is, well but there's way more of it the risks are much higher, right? If if there was a people could if would kids, the country collapse? <laughs> if if kids could just if not kids at all. like because when you're a kid, on the contrary, I the think the economy would, would be stimulated if they kind of got rid of all the student debt. Uh, <laughs> going back to the interwebs, yeah, I'm just. What was the moment when you were young? Was there a moment where I don't know you were playing a game or you were using the internet and you were like. This is where the future is. Like, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of the tech. I want to be part of, you know, I, yeah. was, I was playing StarCraft. And once me and my three buddies devastated <laughs> the AIs on the StarCraft, we were like, 
this is the future. No, I'm kidding. That, I don't have an example for me, but you probably knew that you were getting into those fields as a kid and there was probably like a moment or a thing that, or is there? Hmm. Is there? Where I thought to myself, wow. That's the future. And I, I mean, okay, so let that. me work or it backwards. I, I have to work it backwards to see. I mean, the qu the first thing that jumps into my head is, is Newgrounds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I can remember playing the helicopter game on Newgrounds yeah. where you had to go yeah. up and down through the tunnel. And you it guys, was like, you guys are connecting, it was constantly, I mean, look at him. <laughs> it was constantly, you know, getting smaller and smaller and there were little obstacles in your way and you mm -hmm. went up and down. And so that's where I tried to create my first game. Mm -hmm. I tried to create the Von Dragon. Same exact, <laughs> exact replication of, of the helicopter game. But with a dragon. But with a dragon. <laughs> and I never, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> no? Fair enough, fair enough. I got, I went to get help on the forums. Kirupa.com. I tried everything. And I, I mean, I got a guy, actually I got a guy, like probably some middle-aged man in Missouri to help Talk me, to, to help me write the, the, some dynamic code. Cause I had a hard time making the, the tunnels change, okay. you know, making the, making it just random. It was very difficult. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> my little uh, 13 year old brain could not wrap my well, head around it. That's what I was going to ask. You're 13 and you're trying to make games. Like, yeah. For you, you're like, I was such a loser. And I'm like, you're, you, were, you were already like programming games at 13. I mean, they weren't working though. Still. <laughs> you know, when I, I tried to program a calculator using C sharp at like age 23. Look at you. Yeah, because I, I, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where I stopped. I made a calculator, I made it function using all the instructions I was given. I didn't fucking create the instructions. And I pretty much gave up after that. After that, I said, my brain can do this, but it's not made to do this. Mm. Like, if I really, really stop and... Just like you in coding, you were like, no. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, there's probably like five other things like photography that I could get into where my brain is actually like, you know... In its element. Yeah, exactly. So... But like the, okay, so I, okay, I can, re okay, there's a few pivotal moments that I remember. Yes. Um, helicopter Nukin. one, <laughs> helicopter one was a big one. Um, I, I, I mean, I followed very closely the startup game in university mm -hmm. and I mean, it was fun and stuff and it was interesting. And I, I think in high school I was doing the same thing, but I just remember I have more vivid memories in university. I remember when Instagram was, was sold really? for a billion dollars. Yeah. And I remember when the news broke and I was in the library at my university <laughs> and reading about it and I'm like, oh my God, look at this. But see, like you were there saying that. I was like, I don't know what this means. Well, I had, I had, been, I had been following the even, growth of, these, of this even website. Even better, like not that long after they bought WhatsApp for right. like 20 billion. Right. It's like, I was What's like, going yeah, on? it's, it's a, it's crazy, yeah. but it, it wasn't only about like, I wasn't just captivated by these like big acquisitions. I can, yeah. Like there was Blackberry was big, right. In, in the, in the area, uh, where I was growing up. Right. Yeah. I mean, it used to be a whole thing, Blackberry. It did, but it was it, started in Toronto. In really? the in the in the Kitchener Waterloo area. Waterloo, yeah. Yeah. Right. What do you mean it started? Like it was founded. It was a local found, thing. Okay. Founded by the by the guys at Waterloo. Really? By yeah. some guys from Waterloo. Yeah. yeah. And Waterloo now is a big tech hub. Right. Yeah, and and Blackberry them. still exists. Did you guys know that? Yeah. yeah. Blackberry is still a billion dollar company. What? Yeah. They're they're doing they're, what? They're not called security. <laughs> Enterprise security. Yeah. Oh, they're like the most secure platform for like all kinds of stuff. Because they oh, looked really? at what they had. The yeah. phone business was yeah. garbage. They're like, we have BBM. <laughs> BBM is like <laughs> communication between Blackberries. Yeah. Like, and we can do security. Yeah. <laughs> so they provide security to other companies or they're just like, if you want a really secure network, use BBM. Yeah. 
No, it's not BBM. It's like, uh, I think they have something for so cars. They BBM shut down. And they yeah. use their technology to provide security yeah. for new systems. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. But so, even though they kind of fell apart, like all those people stayed in Waterloo. And, and did another and company. They built up. I mean, I really wanted to go to Waterloo, right? Because I would read about how like all the smart kids and how yeah. Microsoft would come and recruit from Waterloo. That was the only school apparently that Microsoft I was going to ask you that before. Like, why not Waterloo? Well, they rejected right? me. No way. That's what it was. Oh. I didn't have the grades. Okay. I mean, I wasn't bad. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have the worst grades, but I didn't have good enough but grades. More like it's one. highly competitive. So I remember getting the rejection letter from Waterloo because oh. also they had the, in their engineering program, it's very competitive, but it, they also had the co-op that would come with it as mm. well. So you could actually, you know, get out of school with right. zero debt because well. you're working every uh, semester on and off it's you do a semester of school semester of co-op mm. semester of school so I, I thought that was pretty cool it's one of the great examples of university working with uh, yeah with, with uh, companies, companies and, to make uh, yeah yeah so I thought that was super cool and I wanted to do that but more like water boo never uh, let me in water boo boo yeah I was like a like a percentage away probably from being from being really? going to Waterloo but I honestly I don't think I would have made it okay <laughs> and I'm glad that I went to a school that was less you know uh, it was less sort of like grades oriented mm -hmm. no that's not the right way to put it it was less about sort of just um, the like rigor around like doing the homework and it was a bit more broader mm -hmm. than that right yeah. that's kind of what my experience was at queens irony chapter you know where i'm going do you know where i'm going no okay <laughs> do you find it ironic <laughs> that you do all these studies in tech and computer and all that and your girlfriend <laughs> who has nothing to do with this world ends up working for the biggest tank company in the world. It's true. <laughs> and I couldn't be prouder. Uh, and when she, when she thought of not taking the job, what did you say? <laughs> I very firmly uh, suggested against not. You, you did a stronghold grip. <laughs> you did a, a I put Vader, her in a headlock. You closed your, you, you vadered her. <laughs> and she's like, I will take the job. <laughs> you know, it was a tough choice, really, because, you know, her previous company was doing some cool stuff. I'm just like, you're probably like so proud. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I definitely. Know. Definitely. I mean, y yeah, you can't uh, Google what a company, because, right? Because you got to give her credit. Like, it's really based on her smarts and her, Absolutely. her personality. She, she her, started yeah. with like a bachelor's in psychology. Nothing. She ended up going to work for a construction company. Then she worked for a data sciences company, and yeah. now she's working at Google. Like, Hundred percent based on who she is. <laughs> it's it's it's. I really hope she amazing. doesn't listen because you're on it. She probably won't. Cause she definitely she, will. You think so? Will. You think she has like more than? First of all, we're more, I think we're more than an hour in. She'll cut by then, so we can talk about her now. <laughs> okay. 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 And uh, because like, just say watch a watch in, and she'll turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's our segment where we talk movies. Okay. She always doesn't listen to that. Um, so yeah, I think based on her hard work and personality, a hundred percent. Yeah. No diplomas in that field, nothing. And then someone, she told me she was working with them, was speaking with someone on the phone, and they were like, "You don't want to work for us?" And she was like, "Yeah, sure, I guess so. You know, let me know what's what." And like that's just based on her being like yeah. a really hardworking, hardworking, and she cares about what she does. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, she's been, she's done a great job sort of keeping up with the, um, Kardashians, the game, okay, sorry. the game of marketing. Yes. 
Yeah. Because that's the thing, like that I, I read this interesting article recently, right? About she she was she was really good at like you know f- getting in there, figuring it out mm-hmm. from like first principles, and then understanding like how it's evolving and how it's mm-hmm. changing, and then staying on top of that. Yeah, but I mean, she got in. Like I remember when she was interviewing, she was searching for jobs for maybe a month. Mm-hmm. You know, which yeah, for people who look for jobs, that's nothing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, she wasn't. I wouldn't even say she was searching, right? Like she was targeted. No, she she had she had started looking. Like she was done with her job. True, I remember. True, because she she wanted to change. Uh, yeah, what she was doing completely. Yeah, and she thought marketing might be a good idea, and she was asking me for help. Like, right, I do marketing, and uh, and we're talking about it a lot at the time. But yeah, she got into this interview and they liked her off the bat, even though she had like no experience whatsoever. And, uh, she kicked ass. And the stats are pretty against the, uh, against all odds, you know, like it's mm-hmm. really, it's like one out of like more than a, I think it's like more than a thousand get actually get a job there who apply. Maybe it's, at Google. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like less than 0.1% actually get success. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, I, I've worked with recruiters and other companies and, you know, the kinds of budgets that she was managing and right. her, at previous jobs, like there's almost no one in the country even yeah. that manages true. budgets like that. So I'm sure she could walk into any company and yeah. get the job. Yeah. She she really lucked out. She yeah. earned it. Yeah. And she did. Yeah, she definitely. Did. She's one of my oldest best friends, like. She, she's We're doing a little cheers. A cheers. A cheers to, Le- to Leia. Leia. Cheers from to you, Leia. Episode ten, I think. Clink, clinkies. Mm. We're proud of you, Leia, and we love you. But uh, enough, enough about you. <laughs> Are what we was... actually moving to watch a watching? Uh, do you want? Do you have a watch a watch? I have a uh, I, I have a watch a watch. We haven't even gone to the movies and like, what about uh, Daniel Parasite? And I, what by about the way, Parasite? by the way, I by just way. want you to know we yeah. we haven't seen each other in two weeks. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm sure you haven't noticed because we talk <laughs> every day. <laughs> but we haven't seen each other in two. Did weeks. my hair grow? Because uh, no, I shaved. It's actually, sh- yes, I noticed. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's been shaved for like a week already. <laughs> so this is a weekend. It's true, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that's because uh, there were no good movies. There uh, were no good movies. What's the last movie we saw? What's the last movie we saw? Was Parasite. What, Parasite. What's my excuse I was for not to having go see that with you? Okay, hold up, hold yeah. up. What you watching? What you watching? All right. So we saw Parasite <laughs> <laughs> on on Vaughn's recommendation. Um, yeah, and, you guys uh, both didn't want to go, and then I convinced you to go, and then I pulled out. And. Not I got only the, that, I got, then I got the coronavirus. The night that you... <laughs> and that, that's the day I got done. the coronavirus. That's it, we're done. That's the end of the explanation. <laughs> Parasite's a good movie, Vaughn's got the corona. So. Yeah. No, but you... you, you I was on my deathbed. We were going to go see a movie and then we're like, there's no good movies and then you're like, go see the this Parasite. Korean movie. And the first night, I think we all canceled. Nobody <laughs> want. We're like, ah, I'm not going to see that movie. I think it was yeah. that or Birds of Prey and I was like, I've seen too many... So I don't know. I, I I had seen the the previews for the oh yeah the movie. I'm just like uh, this is not mm-hmm. not what I'm into. Maybe the trailers were bad. 
And then that was on Saturday nights. You know Sunday nights, Sunday they night. win for best movie yes. at, the at the Oscars. And we're like, uh. You know who told me to go see that movie? Who? Leia. No yeah, way. Because yeah. she just reads articles. And she no, like, one of her friends, one of her friends uh, at her work, former work, okay. told her that it was really good. Daryl. No. Oh. Ingrid, I think. Yes, I know Ingrid. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, okay. She get Ingrid on here. That's Talk rare that. Uh, <laughs> 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 She's a trendsetter. No, but uh, yeah, seriously. So you told us to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on that, we did not go. Then mm-hmm. the next day, he wins the best Oscar. Then, then we go. And then what happens is that in the first 10, 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, I see where this is going, but is it really like movie of the year is it really like that good of a movie that it can transcend the fact that it's not an American movie winning best picture I was like still you know looking at the movie with a <laughs> with you know, a chip on your shoulder no 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 just like you know you look at it like Cockeye. yeah I don't know what it's called but you're like you're looking at this like this is mm, not convinced yet and as the movie went along just happily surprised with the developments I think should we spoil it fuck people no I mean I haven't seen it Oh, Fair you enough. haven't seen no, it? No, he has not. But yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. But uh, yeah, Daniel and I, I think, what's your opinion? My opinion is that it was nice. Like, I've seen similar types of stories, similar types of characters um, from other Asian movies, mm-hmm. anime, things like that. Like, the mm. the story beats all seemed pretty familiar mm-hmm. to you to who me knows anime and okay. comic books yeah that's it mm. um so it was nice to see i guess hollywood recognizing that kind of storytelling like asian movies have their own kinds of clichés just yeah. like american movies have their own clichés and we we don't really see that in uh, mainstream uh, hmm. movies or at the mm-hmm. Oscars <laughs> right and and so. that's probably what elevated the movie even more yeah the fact that yeah you're, you're well why the Oscars gave it is because they turned it into a thing about class right and obviously that's something of the moment yeah but I think like you said the fact that they were not used to the style of the movie yeah also elevated the movie made a big and, difference and I didn't realize that it had a powerful style until we walked down and Daniel's like, I'm familiar with the style. I know where it comes from. And then I was like, oh yeah, it's true that every replica kind of felt like a, a bubble that, you know, it, yeah. no, nothing was done in large, long conversations that were boring. It was more like, that's an idea. The, it, it wasn't like, like long like dialogue. Eh? Like Emily. What's Emily? <laughs> oh, Emily. Emily Poulain? Yeah. <laughs> no, because that's French. There was a lot of blah, 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 okay, blah, blah okay. in that. Yeah, but, but French movies are like Exactly. That. That's their so culture. That's that's their cliches. Yeah. So these movies had its own cliches. cliches right? And if you're not familiar with those styles, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. The first 30 minutes, I was like, this is familiar. It's about like a, a family of... Uh, like, I've seen a lot of Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't really seen South Korean movies. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know what to expect going in. But it turns out that the, a lot of the types of characters and the story beats were similar. Have you it. seen Old Boy? Old Boy? No. Is that another movie by the same director? I don't think so. Then why so. are you bringing this? Well, it's, I, think it's an, uh, I think it's another Korean movie. Okay. okay. It's really good. 
Very good. All right. So what is that? The we'll check it out. Now it's like Korean, 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 Korean movies. Korean Fridays. <laughs> Korean Fridays. <laughs> yeah. No, but go see it, Vaughn. Tell us what you think. Uh, I would give it many puffs based on the fact that I was... Look, I don't like these subjects, but I was entertained from beginning to end. I always see a movie like that. Like, was I'll, I... tell, I'll tell you what I liked about it yeah. and what a lot of movies these days Lack. do wrong <laughs> is that it's fine to have a message. Mm-hmm. Movies have had messages for forever, uh, right? It's force-feeding that message. And you feel it. Uh, yeah. And that's not what it was in this movie. Like, no. It doesn't get in the way of the story, mm-hmm. right? Um There's a message about uh, class and uh, the economy and how a lot of people are having trouble uh, surviving. And they show you what this family is dealing with. Um, but they don't do it in a way like... There's no character that comes and says, Oh, the richest 1% <laughs> is, yeah. you know, is keeping us down. That's not what it is. No, it's they're observation. Just, they're just living, they're their, living life. their lives. And you get to observe okay. what their lives are yeah. and how they deal with... It's just like things... Honestly, brilliant movie in the sense that a lot of things you don't expect and it's... Well, the end was a bit unexpected. Not just the end, but there were there were a couple of nice surprises in there. And, I, you know, a movie sometimes you're like, there's places where the surprises are coming and that's it. Like, these, these are mm. the... the And you're expecting like, oh, there's going to be a denouement like, here uh, and now things are... You know like that uncut about... Uncut Gems. Yeah. You guys seen that one? No, fuck you. I have yet to see it. Oh fuck my you. God, it's good. Fuck you. Why? Because that was like tension, tension. That was also not it? a classic. You've seen it? Yeah. It was also very not very not a... <laughs> First of all, that's a lot of aggression towards our guests. So what what, you, what, what you, <laughs> what's you happening? You don't like Adam Sandler? I like I love Adam Sandler. Then love the, the performance. Can yeah. I give you my two cents about that movie? Yeah. Like... They're playing with her emotions a little bit much, okay? And they're making us stress of the course. whole movie to give us a release at the end and then say, oh, see, we we controlled your emotions the whole movie. I'm like, that was too <laughs> That's easy. That's a release? You that call w- that a release? At the end? That's not a release in my book. It's some kind of release. You you can say, I don't like this release, but it is a release. <laughs> Daniel's like, I'm, I'm skipping to the end. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's a, a very, yo-yo. The whole movie's a yo-yo. I don't know if it's a yo-yo. They, they keep you in a, in a chokeholder the whole movie. <laughs> A yo-yo would be like, breathe, choke, breathe, choke. Yeah. You know, this is like, this no. This is all tension. This is all tension. And then at the end, they're like, this is what you get, bitch, for fucking with the tension. <laughs> okay. And it's true. That's, that's what it felt like. And there are some great elements in that movie, but was it pleasant to watch? No. That movie, Parasite, was pleasant to watch. From beginning to end, I was entertained and I was following and I couldn't yeah. wait to see what was happening, but... I wasn't. I didn't feel like stressed out about it when I watched that show with the the, the, the blue drugs there with the fuck, Breaking Bad. Yeah. I wouldn't. I couldn't sleep after that show, you know. And I was stressed out the whole show. And and even I don't know. I, also, what's cool about Parasite, and I've been seeing it in a few movies lately, is uh, that it really changes style when like, it needs to. The type of movie it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, in this case, more near the end, but uh, yeah, like a bit like Knives Out, right? Mm-hmm. Where it starts out as like a detective and then eventually, uh, eventually it kind of changes. I don't know if you've seen. I've heard of Knives Out, but I'm not sure it's why. Worth, it's worth watching. What is? What, why do I know? About it's this? the best accent ever done by James Bond by uh, by Daniel Craig. By Daniel Craig. If you just want to see Daniel Craig <laughs> act shit out, like really give us acting jobs. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's very entertaining. Okay. But at the same time, it like... It's wonderful. But yeah, Parasite, like you said, the best part, I think, like you said, they never... Nothing is too on the nose. Yeah, they tell it... A, they tell the story well you're entertained from beginning to end there's everything in there there's like social things there's there's a, a there is some action there is some suspense there is honestly i just fucking liked being distracted for an hour and a half and not feeling stupid at the end like yeah like they uh, oh, I see. uh people are important there you go like we get it you know what i mean so the yeah so for that yes it gets best Oscar how many puffs Well, they won Best Oscar, Daniel. <laughs> For, yeah, but yeah, but it's political always. Yeah, but it, it didn't feel. It didn't to, feel uh, oh, the puffs are political no. or the movie? <laughs> the, Oscar. the Oscars. The Oscars are. Yeah, I guess because honestly, I don't understand why they decided this year to open the door to international. Barriers because if they had done that for the past 20 years, guess what? A lot of, American, a lot of other movies. A lot of American movies would have not won best. Do you think it had anything to do with uh, Ricky Gervais' speech at uh, what was it? The, um, the Golden Globes? The Golden Globes. I think it has nothing to do no. with that, but I think you know, the fact you know that. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah, the fact there was no host at the Oscars <laughs> had to do with Ricky Gervais. What? Oh, really? It didn't there have wasn't? to do with Ricky Gervais. There was no host? No, there was no host this year. But we spoke about that oh my God. three weeks ago, so. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But the okay, Oscars. Okay, so how many bucks? I give it. Uh, I give it a good four point five. I was thinking the same. Four point five. Because we never bucks. give. A, we never give a five. But there has to be a really brilliant. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll Honestly, we'll wait. Four, there will be a five puff. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give Ford v Ferrari. Also has a four puff for me. I fucking yeah. loved Ford, yeah, Ford versus Ferrari, great. and I hate cars. So look at my car. Okay. <laughs> All the great movies came out at the end of this year. Yeah. Of uh, 2019. Um, like uh, The Gentleman Knives Out uh, Ford versus Ferrari Ford versus Ferrari Parasite I just want to throw two cents in there that there's a new French Canadian thriller that is coming out on Netflix in about two three weeks and the guy oh, yeah. who, who co-wrote it was in class with me in college oh wow <laughs> yes That's so I've been doing nothing for the past 10 years this is what he's been doing <laughs> but Netflix picked them up and this it is looks the good first, uh, Quebec production by Quebec Netflix. production by Netflix full yeah. feature length movie and they're making a movie that's really local if you think about it because who's going to see it Quebec and France and the, the and some African countries and some African countries but it's really it's about doomsday preppers in like the, the oh, yeah. north of Quebec yeah And, oh, shit. Uh, like, uh, it's fiction or? Yeah, it's fiction. Okay. Like, it's, and it honestly looks really good and looks really fun. I know a doomsday prepper in north of Quebec. Really? No way. So I thought it was maybe a Maybe it's about him. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I give it four and a half puffs, Parasite, uh, fun story, uh, movie with a message, uh, some beautiful, beautifully told, beautifully told, nice cinematography as well. Beautiful, yeah. Um, That's it? 4.5? 4.5. Okay, we agree on this. Clank. Um, the other thing I've been watching, not a movie, series on Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, Altered Carbon. Oh, yeah. I was doing watching that just before right. starting this. So, so uh, I just watched the first season uh. last week, and I, I, I killed <laughs> season two this weekend. <laughs> I finished it this morning. Nice. <laughs> What's it called yeah. again? Altered? Altered Carbon. Comedy? Carbon. Carbon. Oh, okay. And it's a boot? It's it's uh, basically, if you've seen Blade Runner, if you've seen mm -hmm. Ghost in a Shell. Yeah, I love that shit. Um, it's that kind of world. 
Okay. okay. So those kinds of technologies, like basically dystopian. Do you kinda, feel like Ghost in a Shell and Fifth Element cross in this? Fifth Element, no. You know, but they have those buildings with the taxi floating and. Yeah, but that's but a that's stylistic thing. Okay, fair right? enough. That no. has nothing to do with the core. Sorry. These were my half of the sense. Yeah. Um, Alter Carbon actually takes a lot of. In season one, they take a lot of visuals from Ghost in the Shell. I get. You know, I've never seen Ghost in the Shell. I've heard good things, though. I'm guessing as an homage. Okay. Um, Probably. I, I don't think they're stealing. <laughs> it, it felt like a uh, Ghost in the Shell was felt like a oh the kids movie TV show. Yeah, but it felt like a kids cartoon TV show, but on a no. stream level. Okay. It was fun to watch. Okay, you watched the movie, the worst movie? possible was, version of Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> I thought it was fun. No, so you got to watch the 1998 movie. I think 1997. Is it a t- is it a movie? movie? It's an yeah. anime. Okay. And there's also the TV series from the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, lasted two seasons. Uh, tons of great concepts and visuals. And uh, I mean, you'll notice that, for example, Blade Runner 2049 mm-hmm. takes a bunch of inspiration from from, from that movie. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I watched the first season. So first season... I thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really like a detective noir type story. Okay. Uh, the dude's investigating, and well, there's a lot of philosophy and technology type things. Sci-fi going on. Great sci-fi. What's what is it on? Crave Prime. It's on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, okay. It's on oh. Netflix. In fact, I I didn't really How watch did it. I missed that. Like you guys are both okay. I didn't really watch it because I'm like, ah, this is a ripoff of Ghost in the Shell and <laughs> Blade Runner, <laughs> you know. And uh, then my wife's cousin in France told me like, you have to watch it. Oh, so. Daniel, uh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he said so, it. so I, I did. Don't know him, but that's probably. So his. I did knowing that season two was coming out, and I loved season one. Season two. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not doing. It's not. How far? You, how far in are you? I think maybe episode six, maybe four, something like this. <laughs> somewhere in that. Maybe one. Maybe no, no, three. no. Four to six. Somewhere in. You're this. an avid okay. uh, watcher, I see. <laughs> well, it came out on Thursday, so. Oh okay, okay, yeah. fair. Um, I just find they they really changed the yeah the type of storytelling and the stuff not. The characters fine, like they they change the actors. That's part of the the story, um, but like it's not the same kind of show at all. Even though they're they're following the story of these characters, um, it kind of just became like a action drama. Did you see that thing instead of? I can see that. Instead of that detective noir style. If the right. showrunners, directors, all that changed, or is the same people doing this? Usually if you look at the mm. season one has like people and then everybody gets so I fired didn't look into change, you know. Yeah, I didn't look into the, the background. Uh, it did take them two years to do the second season. To do the second season. And the second season is shorter than the first. Hmm. It's eight episodes. So you're saying I should watch the first season and move on with my life? No, I wouldn't say it's bad. Okay. Uh, it's worth watching. It's different. And uh, you never know where season three is going to go. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, season one for me was... Well, that seems like uh, TV these days, right? They kind of switch it up season to season. Like with... Uh, that's what they're going to do with Watchmen. 
So I've watched a couple of episodes of Watchmen. And I haven't. You haven't seen it all. No, I haven't oh, seen it well, all. Is you got to binge that. Is it yeah, Watchmenable or is yeah. not? It's really good. Yeah, really good. They, I mean, they they basically, from what I hear, the director said I can't outdo myself, and so he's. Uh, dropped oh, that's out. what you told me. No way. Yeah, he, he said dropped he stopped. Out. Yeah, it's he. Well, he's not doing a second season. It's Somebody pretty else smart. Is if do you're the fired and they're like, you need to do a fire. Something must have like, happened. Yeah, he's like, like, look, guys, I can't outdo myself. That's so <laughs> smart. If yeah. like, they fired you, you're like, guys, <laughs> I think I did my best work last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's true like you're gonna say we had a fight and there were some misunderstandings and no you're just like, like i did my best <laughs> it's the best way to walk out this guy's a genius well he learned his lessons from lost oh, oh who's that guy it's the same director same or or at least somebody who, who's, who's who was very involved the show because dan told me jj started the show yeah who who is yeah, this guy i don't know remember jj why. doesn't finish things yeah so whoever finishes shows death penalty <laughs> <laughs> no seriously that guy and the people are people are disappointed at every ending of shows and i get it like is there any show that the last episode came on and people were like yeah the wire you know what i've never seen that show really but i have a rule only tv shows i'm only allowed comedies <laughs> you're only allowed you only allow yourself i only allow myself comedies because these dramas are dragged within seven seasons with 20 episodes a season, I don't have time for them to, to, to tell a story in all the... Like, they could tell a story in three hours, but no. They're like, we're going to do it in 27 hours. And I'm like, no, there's too many shows out there. I don't have time. I want to know the end before I pass out tonight. This is... <laughs> See, okay, so I, I feel like you're right. And a lot of series today, with all the money that's going around... McMillions, like, they, stretched They out. have to make the 10 episodes or yeah. the 13 episodes... It really doesn't take that many, but I'll tell you on uh, on <laughs> Altered Carbon season one. Okay. I really felt like it was a tight season. Like so, they gave they, you a they gave you you know you weren't left wanting. Some episodes sometimes you're just like, uh, why why am I watching this? That's Can good we writing. Just skip to the next. Yeah. Never felt like I that. I didn't feel like that. See, but that's a general feeling that a lot of TV shows give you, and you're like. Oh, because just, they have the money and instead of yeah but yeah. what did people like I don't watch Game of Thrones but I heard a lot of people complaining about the last season they felt like the last two episodes before the last episode were like just like dragging episodes you don't watch Game of Thrones have we gotten into this on the podcast you know why I don't watch Game of Thrones because other people I like just Game said Thrones. it yeah no, uh, <laughs> number one number one if there's too many people liking something I'm very suspicious okay very suspicious a, group effect I've heard that before, like I used, I used to love Bernie Sanders but now <laughs> <laughs> no but I, no, kidding, there's no, a kidding, quote yeah. I heard about that it basically it's like if you're if 70% of people like something or agree on something you know that sounds like a could be a democracy yeah but if it's 99% of people it's North Korea uh, Right, something's up. <laughs> but it's more of a bandwagon, and a lot of people probably started watching the show because it was a good show, blah, blah. But then, like, I hate when people all jump on the same bandwagon, and it's like everybody's like, you know, it's like they're watching hockey. But you, what like, about season show one? Up Monday though? morning what about and talk about one? the game. They don't even like. What yeah, about but, but you're talking about seasons four, five, and six, yeah. right? What about seasons one? Through okay, three? so my first law of of TV watching, just like Isaac Asimov and the robots, <laughs> my first law <laughs> says that if they're gonna if there's too many seasons why why am i gonna get in that and and the only exceptions i do it is for comedies because comedies usually you don't have to follow every episode and it's usually like not an hour it's usually 22 minutes like brooklyn 99 or i've been watching letter kenny which is about where you come from pitter patter eh? that's right I, eh? anyways 
um, because I don't need to like I, I won't die tonight if I don't know the end. But <laughs> but with someone that has an but irregular schedule like I'll me, tell and doesn't you, know when he has to wake up in exactly. the morning. <laughs> it's it's the way you watch, watch. television. That's the but problem. But I'm I'm very happy. Right? It's you guys that are disappointed. So, I don't watch dramas. No, but it's fine. But it's just because like you do it while you're working, right? So you can't have and your full sleeping and you can't have your full attention. Pension, yeah. And then you do it at night in bed. While I'm passing out. While you're passing out. So then it either gets you excited or yeah. too stressed out and yeah. you can't sleep afterwards. Three hours of jujitsu this week <laughs> on videos. And I just want to get Mika from episode six here so we can practice those routines together. Because I was like, I don't, I don't need to go to the class, right? This is like an instructional video. <laughs> It's a great video, Vaughn. Okay, but the problem... Last routine. These are VHS. Sure. But I know that. But, but these are VHS tapes from like the 90s. But the prime techniques haven't changed, right? And these explanations in these tapes are done for way longer than the class I go to, right? Like the guy does it three times at the class and he's like, any questions? And everybody goes, yeah, like this. They clap all together, which I still don't know where we do this. It's like to say like, let's go. And then we do the moves for like 30 minutes. But if I bring Mika from episode six here, we can like do the one move over and over and over again. And then when like it happens to you, you're ready to like do it super quickly. And that's the point, right? So no 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 no. Anyways, I fell in a rabbit instincts. hole. You gotta get the instincts. Yeah, so but, you gotta be mixing. But it you up. practice it a hundred times, mm -hmm. and then then you can get. The then end. you have the instincts. Then if like someone. No, not necessarily. But you're you're so used you know to like routine. reacting a certain way. Because I mean, so I, like yeah. You, for for example, like someone chokes me, our first reaction is like to die. Right? <laughs> you don't know how to Fight respond to someone choking you, but if you know exactly what to do when someone puts his hand here, here or here or whatever, then you get the proper reactions at the proper time. But all that to say that I do fall into rabbit holes of multiple hours, but, but ideally it's not something that catches my attention too much. And with comedies, I can get away with it because I'm okay not knowing if Millhouse, if If it's all up for Mill, what did you say this week? <laughs> Everything's coming up. Mill Everything's House. coming up, Millhouse. <laughs> you know, like you can watch an episode of The Simpsons. The next episode starts all over again. There was no like, right. so I enjoyed those a lot more. And yeah. South Park is in between, where you still have to follow, but you can still drop in last minute. Uh, I think we should call it quits, guys. We've been going for a couple of hours now. Wow, a couple, like two. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I'm probably. I mean, time flies. That that speaks to the quality of our guests this week. Wow, guys! I know we've never had a quality kind. guest before. <laughs> I feel bad for all our. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, uh, you're an eloquent speaker. That's thank we've, you. We've we've so I'll give people an example, quick example. I'm not dragging this, Daniel. Uh, we were moving Don. Uh, we were moving Vaughn and Leia into a new apartment, and it was the first of July, which is moving day in Quebec. And there was a camera crew going around and being like, so how do you guys feel about moving today on the moving day of Quebec where everybody needs to move and rent a truck? They went to multiple crews and they, they interviewed probably like, I don't know, 20 people as they do to get their best interview. And who ended up on television? <laughs> Von, Von Meister-Schmidt. Yeah, Von DiMarco It's because I had a great... Uh, and in the back, back. We're, shove, we're, we're throwing stuff yeah. off the balcony. Yeah, you guys were keeping it, the it rope interesting action. there. What do uh, you call that? What's the behind... Like the, the It's not the B-roll. What is it? Yeah. The background? No, it's the background action. The background action. Your extras were extra. Yeah. You guys were really pulling your weight. But uh, you called me half nervously this afternoon. You're like, you know what? He said those words. He said, I think today is the day. I think I'm coming to the podcast tonight. <laughs> And he's like, what shall I prepare? And as you could see, nothing was good enough. 
or Thank necessary <laughs> or necessary <laughs> no but uh yeah I, I i'm gonna listen to this as i usually do before i post and i'm gonna realize that we didn't finish half the story <laughs> so you're gonna have to come back is all i'm telling you definitely okay Von, Von, congratulations thank you for having me guys you are a kindred intellectual you're too kind friend and uh we're happy to have you feel free to come by sounds good Anytime. love your stash have a good week cheers Thank you.